To those guests who've just joined us, welcome. Our next stop is the Magic Kingdom. In fact, we selected this site because it's so easy for tourists and Florida residents to get here by automobile. Ladies and gentlemen, Stitch has left the planet. Ladies and gentlemen, this is our final boarding call and the doors will be closing soon. Please board quickly and safely. Our monorail will be departing momentarily. Thank you. W Radio. Your information station. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the WW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangello, and this is episode number 366 for the week of June 22nd, 2014. I'm here to help you have the best possible Disney vacation experience and bring you a little bit of Disney magic wherever you are with this podcast, my videos, blog, live broadcasts, special events, my books, tours, and more. You can find everything over at www.radio.com, and there you can also order my new book, 102 Ways to Save Money for and at Walt Disney World. It's available in print as well as Kindle, Nook, iBook, every mobile device. You also get 40 free things that you can do, eat, enjoy, and collect. If you like the book, please review it on Amazon.com and tell your friends. More information, sample pages, and links to where you can get it are over at Disney102.com. So this week, I'm going to open up the inbox and answer your questions about everything from travel insurance, my recommended table service restaurants in or near the Magic Kingdom, the smells of the Disney resorts, least expensive ways to get two rooms, Whispering Canyon versus Ohana, and lots more. I'll then have the answer to our last Walt Disney World trivia question of the week and pose a new challenge for your chance to win a Disney prize package. Then stay tuned, I'll have some updates, announcements, including information about upcoming meets of the month in Walt Disney World. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WW Radio Show. top of every show, and I have tried to do this since my very first podcast back in 2005, that the goal of WW Radio is to enhance your Walt Disney World vacation experience and bring you a little bit of Disney magic wherever you are, even if you're not in the parks. And today, I'm going to try and do both. Because one, I'm going to open up the inbox and answer your questions to help make your next trip even better. And two... I'm recording here at Walt Disney World in Disney's Hollywood Studios at the ABC Commissary. So if it sounds like you hear TV in the background, you're right because we're inside at the com and we're inside at the commissary instead of being outside of the commissary because you know that when I open up the inbox, Becky Mankin from MEI and Mouse Fan Travel joins me, which means that if we record in the parks, it either has to be near some type of bar and or near air conditioning. So, Becky, welcome back to the show. <laughs> Thank you. I, well, I, I feel like Olaf in a way that I kind of i am in the heat and I need air conditioning and or some magical spell to rain snow on me for comfort. Yeah, that's why you feel like I like feel, I feel like Olaf because I like warm hugs. Who is that? So it? we share the same uh, we share the same personality nice. trait, but for very very completely different reasons. However, what we both do enjoy doing 
is answering listener emails. And not just because it answers specific questions for the people who sent it in, but I think a lot of times these are questions that people who are traveling might have or might not have even realized they have. So we're going to dive right into what is a very, a very full email inbox again this week. And if you have a question that you want to answer on the show, you can email me, lou at wdwradio.com, and I promise I will eventually get to it on the show. All right, so let's dive, dive right in, or jive right in. That works too. Erica Barthol from Newburgh, Indiana says, Lou, I have often heard that one should purchase travel insurance. Well, what do you think of that advice when traveling to Walt Disney World? What does it cover? What does it not cover? And what company do you recommend purchasing it through? What's the approximate cost per adult? Thanks for the podcast. Your hard work and dedication are appreciated. Erica, your dedication to the show is appreciated. So, Becky, I'm going to defer to you on this because I think travel insurance is one of those things like the extended warranty at Best Buy. Like, do I really need to get it or am I getting scammed? Yeah, you know, this question is always comes up. And I will tell you that your vacation is an investment. And sometimes things happen that you don't see coming. Therefore, the insurance is really a great option, especially for those of you who um, who are spending a lot of money to come down here. And this is your, again, investment. Insurance is, um, you, you can add it to your Disney vacation. You can add Disney's plan. And right now, at the time of this recording, it's $75.95 per adult. But it covers all the children as well under the same, uh, under the same plan. And... There's, you can also Wait, so you're saying children don't need to have their individual plans, just no, the adults? just the adults. It's just for the adults, so $75.95 per adult on, on the reservation. Kids are covered. And even if you buy your own air or you use air mile, well, not the air miles because you haven't paid money, but if you buy your own air outside of the package, it'll cover your third-party air, too, so if something happens. What it covers and what it doesn't cover, those are things that I kind of, I'll do the Lou lawyer answer and say it really does um, have a lot of caveats to it. However, if there are weather-related issues, you can't come in. If there's a death in your family, if you get horribly sick and you cannot travel at the time, those are things that you don't see coming, but they happen. Um, and even But it's those kind of things. It's extreme types of things. It's not, you know what, my kids are being knuckleheads. I'm just not taking them. Correct. There's no knucklehead clause. <laughs> not on this particular policy with Disney, but there are third-party companies as well, and some that we recommend highly, that you can actually get a, a rider to your policy that says, um, if my work uh, doesn't allow me to travel, it will be covered under that situation. Of course, it's more expensive for that coverage, but you're also covered in those instances. And you need some sort of documented proof for any of these things, obviously. Correct. It, there'll be a point where you'll have to do the out-of-pocket, and then you'll send in the documentation, and then they'll re- we, they will reimburse you. But just to take this a step farther, because I think this is really important for people to understand, is that uh, some policies don't cover pre-existing conditions. Some do. And if they do cover it, you have to buy it within um, 30 days of, or 14, sorry, 14 days of uh, actually placing your deposit. So it only depends on the company and the coverage. Disney has a wonderful policy, and it covers a lot. So if you're just looking for something that's going to cover you for that thing that happens that you don't see coming, that's a good way to go. But one step further on it, to go talk DCL for a second, their coverage is highly recommended because a lot of people don't realize their personal health insurance coverage that they get through their work may not cover them outside of the country. 
So you are looking at a lot of expense if you're out on one of those shore excursions and you break your leg. Your personal health insurance may not cover you. So if you're looking at cruises, that's a whole nother story. So I go to Mouse Fan Travel and I'm booking a trip with my family and we're going to Coronado Springs for four days and it's, you know, the middle... I say, Becky, come on, what do I do? do? What do you think? Do I get it or do I not get it? Treat me like I'm a client and what do you say? And don't tell me to just read it and you need to decide for yourself. I'm, it really, sort of, so obviously I think for cruises, I've gotten into the past and, and I like having that sort of security blanket. But if I'm just going to Disney World for four days, is it something that you really think that I need to get? If it's a room-only situation, probably not. If you're willing to lose the money, I guess that's what I, why I've asked clients in the past. If something happens, you're unable to travel, are you willing to gamble this amount of money that you've invested in your vacation versus $75.95 per adult that's on, on the trip? And I've had this happen at Walt Disney World, as, as you know, when I had my neck injury, my room-only stay was about $2,500. I did not have insurance on that one. I lost some money, and in that scenario, it was one night uh, stay with tax, and I lost a few hundred dollars on the deal. So I would have been better to have the insurance. So I guess that's the best way to say it is, are you willing to give up $75 per adult versus what you might lose if you have to cancel because at the last minute you have a herniated disc and you can't travel. And if somebody wants to look outside the Disney policy for some of those additional coverages, are there companies that you recommend or don't recommend? Absolutely. There's two that I really like. Um, One that we use all the time is called Allianz, and that's the one that we do uh, recommend to our clients who need that type of coverage. And they have different types of policies, really basic coverage policies all the way up to grand plans. So if you think about it kind of as the, the Disney add-on experience. And uh, Travel Guard is also a very good um, company as well. And I've had great customer service experiences with both of them and highly recommend them. Awesome. And I'll put links, obviously, to not just Mouse Fan Travel, but some of these other travel insurance companies as well. So you can, uh, like you said, you know, buyer beware. Read the fine print so you really understand what it is that you're getting for your money. Yeah. And one last thing is if you're really wondering if something's going to be covered, like, for example, I had a situation with a client whose mother was elderly and they weren't exactly sure um, if she was going to make it through a surgery. And in some of those scenarios, some family members are covered for certain situations, pre-existing, not pre-existing. Don't just go into it and buy it blind. Pick up the phone, call a travel planner, call the insurance company, ask them, in this situation, this is what my situation is and this is what I'm concerned about, would this be covered in this situation? Fine print. The lawyer in me says, read the fine print. And that's not legal (laughs) advice, but read the fine print. All right. So next question comes from Jeff Kolasar, who says, hey, Lou and Becky, love the show and enjoy being a member of the running team. I have a quick and maybe easy question. My dad and I are having a golf weekend at Walt Disney World in September, which I think is awesome, by the way, the father-son trips. While my dad has been to Walt Disney World twice, he's never been... Wait, I'm going to read this again. He's never been to Magic Kingdom. Where's he going? Hello. uh, There you go. I told you. Find your entry point. That's his. We are golfing two of the three days and taking the non-golf day to visit Magic Kingdom. We're planning on using the dining plan or looking for a one-credit table service restaurant either in the Magic Kingdom or close by. I'm leaning towards Grand Floridian Cafe or maybe 1900 Park Fair for dinner or maybe the Wave. 
or Chef Mickey's? So many choices, so little time, and our reviews, recommendations would be most appreciated. Thanks. Jeff, again, I think this is cool. You found the thing that your dad loves, and I think you're going to have an amazing time with him in the Magic Kingdom. I think you're both going to be very, very pleasantly surprised. Now, in terms of restaurants that you're looking for, for one credit, if I was going to take my dad to Magic Kingdom, and I wish I could take my dad to the Magic Kingdom, um, the one credit sit-down restaurant I would probably choose there would be the Plaza. Um, I, I, we've done a live review. I'll link to it in the show notes. Uh, we've done a live review there before. I think it's, um, I think it's one of the better dining options in the Magic Kingdom. I, I also think it's very much overlooked. You've got some great views from there as well. Otherwise, the places that I would suggest, I, I think, um, I think the Grand Floridian Cafe is very much uh, an overlooked hidden gem at Walt Disney World. You think cafe, you think it's going to be like a cafeteria, and it's not. Dare I say, they they have, if it's not the best, it is one of the best hamburgers anywhere in Walt Disney World because it has lobster on it. Oh. All right. They've got uh, great sandwiches and salads and soups. For dinner, they've got wonderful entrees as well. I don't have the full menu in front of me, um, but that would probably be the choice I would make. The Wave, I also like as well. I actually like The Wave better for late night lounging, hanging out in the lounge in, in my little blue room there. But I think if I had to choose a one credit table service restaurant to take dad, I'd say Grand Floridian Cafe, or if you want to stay inside the Magic Kingdom to save time, I'd probably say the Plaza. Hmm. And Grand Floridian Cafe is also one of my favorites in the little hidden gem because you can usually get a reservation there anytime you want. It's got actually, to me, one of the best Cobb salads on property. And I know everyone kind of says, but what about Brown Derby? And yes, that is fabulous. But I love their Cobb salad. It's a huge meal all in itself. You can easily get in, at least at the b- b- before this airs, and afterwards, who knows, we'll be able to get in now that there's burgers with lobster on it. But I'm with you. I, I enjoy the wave as well. I It's not one of my favorites. I do like the little blue area next to the bar. Yeah, I know. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> but I am I'm, would lean towards the Grand Floridian Cafe and then work my way over. If I went to the Grand Floridian Cafe, I'd have the Grand Floridian Burger... Or the shrimp and grits, which you probably didn't grits. think that you can get there. Grits. See, grits and I have an issue. It's Whatever. You're, you know what? You're not making friends. The, <laughs> the more you, shrimp and grits is I'm one of shrimp. is one of God's like just perfect. It's it's stick to your ribs. Good old Southern comfort food. I love shrimp. <laughs> All right. Listen. This is what you're gonna, Jeff. This is what you you know the Grand Floridian Cafe. You're gonna get the amazing uh, the amazing. Um, onion soup, which is like almost a meal in itself. You're going to get a smoked turkey, a little cocktail to share. I mean, you're not going to share it, but you and your dad get one. And then you're going to have the shrimp and grits and one of the amazing desserts or go to the plaza. Either way, I want to know how the trip goes with your dad. And if somebody else disagrees, what's your favorite one-credit table service meal in or around the Magic Kingdom? So in the Magic Kingdom, we're on the monorail loop. You can tweet me at Lou Mangiello, put it on the Facebook page, or just call the voicemail, 407-900-9391. Tell me that I'm crazy, as if we didn't know that already, and what your favorite is. All right, so I'm going to move on to Scott Deach, who says, uh, Hey, Lou, 
listened to the seventh anniversary show. Congratulations. Heard you mention a previous episode you did on the top ten smells of Walt Disney World, which really intrigued me. I found it and thought and thoroughly enjoyed listening to it, as always. You really do a great job. So I wanted to ask you, I assume you've been to the Grand Floridian, as evidenced by my last email, and did you notice a very distinct smell as you entered the main lobby? We had the pleasure and good fortune to stay there recently, and every time I entered the lobby, I was overwhelmed with that wonderful and unique scent. I asked a cast member about it, and it was told that it is, in fact, a proprietary scent crafted, crafted by a perfume company just for the Grand Floridian. How ingenious. Do you know if other resorts do something similar? Although the Grand Floridian was the most memorable, it got me thinking that the scent at the Beach Club, where we've stayed numerous times, was unique as well. So I wouldn't be surprised. I think it would be very Disney-like to have created memorable scents for each of the resorts. I think it's an awesome idea. Also, I smiled when he noted the smell of the water in Pirates of the Caribbean and It's a Small World. I'm in full agreement with you. It's one of the smells that makes me feel good inside, even though it's not the most pleasant odor in the park. (laughs) Hope you never stop doing what you do. I can't tell you how much I've enjoyed listening to you share your excitement, love, and admiration for the happiest place on earth. Big fan, Scott Deitch. So, Scott, thank you very much for all your kind words. Thank you. You know, and I I was just talking to somebody about this the other day in an interview. Of all the shows that I've did, and, I, and I've done probably with video and newscasts, 600 episodes, still to this day, the episode that scared me to record and post is the one I still get comments about the most, the top 10 smells of, because you hear smells, you think it's going to be bad. In a bus. And it was my, okay, go with me here, nobody else is going to understand the musty water smell in Pirates, yeah. and I got to say, I get it, I know what you're talking about, like, we're brothers, I feel you, man, I... And that is still one of the most memorable scents to me. But good for you in noticing. Because, look, Walt Disney World is very much a multi-sensory experience. I, I do this when I give people tours of Main Street USA. I stop in certain locations and point out it's a, you know, five senses, 360-degree type of experience. And that's why the smells of the popcorn and the bakery and the waffle cones and the popcorn and the waffle cones and the popcorn and the waffle cones is so memorable and so much a part of that Main Street experience. Your, your olfactory senses are just as important in what you see or what you taste or what you touch or what you hear, and they do have some sense in some of the resorts. Now, you mentioned Grand Floridian. The place that I actually see it or feel it and sense it and remember it most is actually the Swan and Dolphin. Really? They've got this, like lilac-y, jasmine-y, I don't know what it is. It's some sort of sweet, flowery thing that when you enter that lobby, especially in the dolphin, I really get a sense of it because sometimes in the swan, I smell the the water from the fountain, but when you enter the the lobby of the dolphin, you are, uh, and hit is the wrong word, but you are sort of, you get this light wave of the scent and it, it, there is, it's something transformative. It really does all of a sudden give you the sense that you are in a spa, that you're very much relaxed, and all of a sudden, you know, you whether it's the bus or the traffic or wherever you're going to, it takes you down a couple of notches. Well, I need to sort of pump this into you like it does. It takes you down a few notches, and I know it is a custom scent for the Westin Hotels. I think one specifically for there. I believe it's also actually used, or a similar one, at Celebration Hospital. Really? So when you walk into Celebration Hospital, it's that same. They understand the psychology behind the technology of having those scents pumped in. So I do believe that a lot of the resorts do have a unique scent. Either that's one that's pumped in 
or it's unique because of the water features. It's unique because of the carpeting or the food that may be close to the lobby, that whatever it is. Yeah, and spas always do that. When any spa you go near, they always have that wonderful, relaxing, take a deep breath in, eucalyptus type odor to them, which is really wonderful. My favorite, though, is at Christmas. Because when you walk into the beach club lobby or even into the boardwalk in and you get that wonderful smell of gingerbread from the gingerbread displays and the gingerbread sales. When you talk about smells around Disney World, if it's not an attraction and you're thinking about the resorts, it's the gingerbread scent that I always think about. And it's funny because we talk about smells. I think it was last year Disney actually released air fresheners. Not of like, you know, Yankee Candle, but it's like turkey legs and Mickey bars. I, if they would release a little pirate ship with a musty water smell, I would buy them in spades and hang them in my car. R- really? <laughs> That's probably not the one I would go for. I don't want them to make the sweaty monorail in the middle of the summer, end of the night kind of smell. Not always the most pleasing, but... There's, there's always the Fort Wilderness smell, too. I mean, there's, there's... I like the Fort Wilderness smell. I know, you're not an outdoorsy person, but... Give me a spa. Fort Wilderness, walking up, walking past Pioneer Hall. This, I'm looking at you. You don't even know what I'm talking about. I know. It, it involves walking outside and food not served to you by I'm white melting, club people. I'm I know. Melting. All right. So let's go to Mary Tesh, who says, hey, Lou, and hopefully Becky. I have I a question. I, I wrote that in it. just for you to make you feel better. That, I have a question about like, memory no, makers. No. Our local high school band will be headed to Walt Disney World this summer. My children will be traveling with the band, but also have annual passes and magic bands. My husband and I will be traveling and meeting the band at Walt Disney World. It sounds like meeting the band at Walt Disney World, like you're going to meet Aerosmith. Staying at Old Key West. Can my children use their annual pass magic bands to have pictures taken, and will their pictures be added to my Memory Makers account, even though they're not listed on a resort reservation at that time? I do have their annual passes linked into my account, I hope the answer is yes, as this would be great to get pictures of my kids with their band friend. Thanks in advance to your help, Mary Tesh. The short answer is yes. From what I understand with the groups that we have done is, okay, this is the way I'm going to put it, and it's probably going to make no sense, but all you need to do is make sure that you are connected. So before you download any photo you can assign the memory maker entitlement to any person who has the my disney experience profile right and whoever's on your my disney experience in the family and friends list once those are are assigned the individual will become the owner of the entitlement so you that's the official speak from what uh, disney will tell us however you can it can be done that's the best way to put it. Go ahead and give a phone call in to the helpline from um, the My, My Disney Experience to make sure that the people that you are looking to connect are connected correctly as your family and friends. But it should not be a problem from what I understand. And if it is, blame Becky. Blame me. <laughs> Next question comes from Ryan McGrath all the way over in Ireland. And I don't know why this still fascinates me that people are listening Across the very, very them. big pond I think over in Ireland. We need to go and I just, them you just like Ireland because you think I it's full of pubs. And it is. <laughs> <laughs> a long-time listener, I know if, if I know if I need a question answered, there's only one place to go for that, and it's WDW Radio. A quick background: we are DVC members from Ireland. 
try to go to Walt Disney World at least once every two years. We have three kids under five. God help you. And we were there in August 2013 and had an amazing time. I'm organizing a surprise getaway for me and my wife. She's celebrating her 40th birthday. No, she's not. It's the 11th anniversary of her 29th birthday. <laughs> Just let me help you out there. Nice job. Thank nice, you. Nice and I've booked a three-night cruise on the Magic from San Juan back to Port Canaveral in October with a four-night stay in the Grand wow. Floridian Villas. No wonder why you stayed married for that's awesome. <laughs> wow. You need a kid. Now for my question. Is there any way the cruise could get canceled? It's in October, so I'm worried about the weather. And if so, what would happen to my DVC points? Is there any way I can track the cruise before I leave Ireland? We're flying to Puerto Rico two days before the cruise, and I've left time in case the flights are delayed or any unforeseen circumstances. Great idea. Another question. Is there anything different I can organize for the biggest Disney fan? My wife. She's not a spa person, so I'm thinking a backstage tour. Have you any suggestions? We've been there five times, done all the big attractions. Something a little different she would enjoy would be awesome. Thanks so much for your time and always enjoy your shows on answering emails. Thanks again. That's from Ryan McGrath all the way over in Ireland. All right, so there's a lot going on here. First of all, awesome trip. Cruise from San Juan, then a couple of days at the Grand Floridian thereafter with the wife and the kids for the anniversary of her 29th birthday. So your first question was basically, can the cruise get canceled? And the lawyer answer is, anything is possible. And the answer and in October? Is, yes. It is very much possible. Now, with the thanks to the magic of modern technology, um, we are now able to... There are many predictors for whether, especially as you start to get 14, 10, 7, 5 days out in terms of watching the weather, keeping in, in touch with um, you know, Disney in terms of what they are watching... There's a million apps and places you can go as well. And there are also ones, too, that really can track that weather so far out that you can kind of gauge to see, will it be canceled? Or, hey, do I maybe not feel like I, I want to be on a ship? That's very true. But, of course, at that point, you're already within the cancellation policy as well. So I'm not sure how it works so much with DBC points, but call them because I do know they do have um, insurance policies for their trips as well that you're booked on points. I'm not sure about the cruise, but check because that might be something. We do, we're just talking about insurance. That's a good time to have it. Another thing, not just weather, but there's also mechanical issues that might happen with the ship. Thankfully, we haven't seen a lot of that with Disney in particular because they do such a great job in their maintenance, but that could always happen. And the other thing that happens too, anytime during the year, a corporation can come and actually buy out a ship. And when that happens, they uh, notify the folks who are booked on board. Usually there's some sort of offer to move you to a different date. So those are usually the three circumstances when a cruise can be canceled. But if you're concerned about it, Give your DVC folks a call. Ask them if there's any insurance to protect against that. And hopefully everything will be smooth sailing. And we've been on ships when there has been bad weather before. And believe it or not, it's one of the safest places you can be. Because you know? unlike your house, they can actually move the ship away from the bad weather. And they yeah. do very well. Yeah. And one of the best times to sail is between September and November when is technically hurricane season. But the prices are low because kids are in school. 
and you do have the weather scenario. So if you are willing to go to whatever port, because of course they're going to divert you to another itinerary, you may not go to even Castaway Key if there is a hurricane that comes through that direction. It's a great time to go. I've actually been on board when there were three different hurricanes coming towards us, and the captain and the technology, as you were mentioning, were so amazing. We had only one day of slightly rough seas because they steered all the way around them. Yeah, and you know, with the stabilizers and things like that, you don't even really know it. And if you do, just go to what do you? He's on the magic. Just go to the district and just you you'll can, never know you, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he wants to do something special for his wife, as if the cruise and days of the Grand Floridian are not. You mentioned you had three kids under five. I would think that you maybe want to do something special for her and with her. You say she's not a spa person, so like the couple's massage, that kind of thing is out. The first thing I would do is I would register your kids for Club Disney over at the Polynesian. I had a chance to get a sneak peek of it before it opened. I'll link to the video in the show notes this week over at www.radio.com. Just click on this week's podcast. You can find the video there. I wish I was under five because I could have played in there all day. It's a great place for them to go. They'll have fun. They'll be taken care of. They'll be completely safe. They'll have a blast. The councils are amazing. They can eat there. And what I would do is I would maybe sort of plan a special evening with your wife. What kind of food does she like? Where has she never eaten before? Do something like, you know, the chef's table somewhere or go to Flying Fish or Blue Zoo or go all out and Victoria and Albert. Take a carriage ride through Fort Wilderness. Do a private illuminations or wishes cruise somewhere. Talk to the people at Disney from the, um, uh, God, I can't think of what, sort of the, uh, the floral and gift people and say, look, I want to do something special. I want to have something in the room for her. Make her feel like she's a princess, and I'm telling you, and I'm telling you, use the 11th anniversary of her 29th birthday. It's killer. <laughs> Don't tell her she's 40. Is this from, like, the, the guy manual that, that you guys apparently get? Apparently? I'm writing the manual as, as, I'm, God, as I'm going That's the new on. book. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the new that's book. That's the new project I've been working on. I was, you know, and that's what you want to do. When you have the small children around you, have a day that's just the two of you. If you can make it an entire day or make it in two parts... What does she like? Is she a gardener? Does she love animals? Some of the, the backstage tours. Because you have been here. You've done the rides. Give her a different experience here as well. Have a great day together and then go out to a fabulous meal and end it with a fireworks cruise or even one of the, um, the after hours Epcot. Uh, experiences that we've had too is a really great idea just to have some time together celebrate your relationship celebrate her and and do something that's kind of different without the kids and just a quick aside I miss Breathless I miss Breathless as in Breathless Mahoney not from the the, the Dick Tracy movie but Breathless that old sort of 32 foot mahogany boat that used to be at the Yacht Club Marina may she rest in peace anyway uh, moving on the next question comes from Kevin Flynn from Severn, Maryland, who says, Hey, Lou and Becky, I am new to your podcast, but I'm enjoying listening to all the new and the old episodes. I found that you and I are very similar because I also proposed at the Walt Disney World (laughs) during the Pink Castle Cake. The good news is that I'm still married to my wonderful wife. The good news for me is that engagement lasted all of about seven minutes, and I also am married to a wonderful wife, not that girl. Anyway... There are, that's a whole other story for a different podcast. There are four of us going to Walt Disney World. Shut up. There are four of us going to Walt Disney World this October 11th through the 18th. Book through Mouse Fan Travel. Thanks, Colleen and Lou, for recommending them. 
We are going to enjoy Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party and Epcot Food and Wine. That's why it's my favorite time of year. My question is this. When will Disney announce information about Food and Wine special events? Also, the date and tickets for the Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. Thanks so much. Hope you... Hope I could meet you while at Disney, while we're down there, to enjoy some of the food and wine. You're speaking my language, brother. What I'm saying is all on the food and wine. Kevin Flynn from Severn, Maryland. All right, so he's coming down in October. So it's when we're recording this, it is in June, which means that the dates for Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party have been out for like six months because that's when you need to start planning <laughs> your holiday dates. And I say that jokingly, but that's a good thing. When Disney releases dates and tickets for the Halloween party and the Christmas partying event, it allows you to plan. Look, and this is a whole other conversation because now more than ever, with, you know, My Magic Plus and FastPass Plus and how crowded the parks can potentially be and dining reservations, you do need to plan ahead. So those dates are now available, and you can actually get tickets now do, um, go by going to the Disney website. I can link to that in the show notes. As for food and wine, those are things that start to get trickled out as you start to get closer. So dates, I believe, are out now. But in terms of specific experiences, celebrities, um, tastings, and things like that, those will start to come out probably within the next, I would say, probably the next 30 to 45 days. I was going to say, wasn't it August, like early August last year when we saw them? And yeah, that's, that's typically correct. So... And you're right. It is becoming a whole new animal with the FastPass Plus. And then as they change, as they call test and adjust, you do have to um, to watch out for those changes so that you can adjust your plans accordingly. Plan. Plan ahead. That's the one thing that, you know, I feel bad for people that are coming to Walt Disney for the first time. They don't have a vacation plan. And they, well, they just think that, <laughs> and it, you know, it sounds silly, but they think they can just walk in. Yeah. And, and you can. And Disney does has some things in place to allow you to sort of walk in blind and still get the most out of your day. But if you really want to maximize your experience, get the most bang for your buck, not only do you need to buy 102 ways to save money for that Walt Disney World shameless plug, but you do need to plan ahead. And I think, and we've talked about this in the past, planning is part of the fun. Like, if you're able to sit down with your family six months in advance... That's when your vacation starts. Not when you get into the family truckster. Not when you arrive on property. Not when you see the, the, the you know the Mickey Gates or step foot into the Magic Kingdom. You're planning when you're sitting down around the coffee table or the dinner table with that laptop or the iPad, and you're like, okay, where do we want to go? Where do we want to stay? What do we want to eat? Let's start getting our fast passes. Like that's a lot of fun, and I think that is what Disney has done with this: is that they have extended the vacation to now. You know, six months out before you even go, if that's when you start planning. Yeah, and there's is still a little wiggle room if you need that as well. I think one of the funnest part is is when we talk to people. Say funnest, funnest, funnest. Most fun. Where'd you go to school? <laughs> Seattle. Yeah, we're, we're kind of laid back over there. We don't really care about such things like English like grammar. <laughs> doesn't really matter at that point. After coffee, the coffee does it all the time. <laughs> now you made me lose my train of thought. How much? It was something about planning. I don't know. Anyway, the planning part. You tell people with a family. Especially, you may not see everything that you want to see when you get here. You're not going to see every single attraction unless you're here for you know a month straight. But part of the planning fun is to look at what's available, talk to your kids to see what excites them most and what they're going to be most excited to experience. And I mean, you've got things that are going to be time consuming. If you have a Anna and Elsa child that is really focused there, you've got some planning to do because that's a wait. And you want to make sure to get in there right away when those Fast Pass Pluses become available so you can grab that. 
that experience. So it is changing how we plan. It, it, the, the Disney experience as a whole, this may be an interesting topic for a future show, yeah. how the Disney experience, the Walt Disney World experience, has changed not just in the past 40 years in terms of the parks, but how has it changed in the past five years? You know, how different is it than going to Disneyland? It's very, you know, this all this doesn't exist on that coast. Yeah, are you noting that? You're writing that down? <laughs> somebody write this, somebody write this <laughs> down for me, please, because I'm going to forget and it in five minutes. how we both got a shameless plug in off of one question. See, there you go. That's, that rocked. <laughs> I learned it from watching you. Wait, anyway, so Dave Garren says, hey, we are coming down to Walt Disney World this summer, and we've had, we've had breakfast at Ohana in the past, and if you've left hungry, something's wrong. We've never gone to Whispering Canyon. What's wrong with you, man? We have a reservation at Whispering Canyon for my wife, and son and myself, son's 10, before we depart on Sunday. But I've seen a reservation open up at Ohana at 10.50 a.m. on the same day. Should I go back to Ohana? Help me, Lou Mangello. You're my only hope. Decisions, decisions. We really want to go to Ohana for the dinner experience, but can't get resis there on five... On, we can't get reservations there when we're going. Do you know... Any way we can get in there if we're only going to have one night open. Thanks. Love the podcast and the passions you have. The passion you have for all things Disney. Again, that's Dave Garren. So, Dave, look. There's a no. This is a no lose situation right here, right? So, whether you go to Whispering Canyon for breakfast or go back to Ohana, you're going to leave full and you're going to leave happy and you're going to have a great experience. I am a firm believer in trying something new. If you've done Ohana, I know sometimes it's tough to get away from the things that we love. Try as we might. Um, but I like Whispering Canyon Breakfast. I'll actually post in the show notes a live restaurant review that I did of Whispering Canyon during breakfast with my buddy Frank, and we had a blast. You get that same type of dinnertime experience in terms of, um, I want to call them characters, the, that the servers are. It's great stick-to-your-bones kind of food, a lot of different kind of options you can't find elsewhere. And in terms of trying to get a reservation for Ohana for dinner, I actually do like Ohana better for dinner than I do breakfast, um, especially if you can time it right. The, the thing I would tell you to do, um, Dave, is just keep knocking on the door. Keep going online uh, to uh, check in either My Disney Experience or on your computer, even calling to see if you can get a reservation. And hey, there's nothing to hurt to try and walk up early in the day. So when it opens up at like 4.30... Be there first and say, hey, do you have any walk-ups available for tonight? Right. And the key is it now that they're requiring people to actually put down their credit card for reservations. For the restaurant that has a 24-hour cancellation policy, jump right in there, right inside of that 24-hour line because the, in a, a day or two before because people will cancel. If they're going to cancel, that's when they're going to do it. And you might get lucky and grab something or, like you said, walk up early in the day just to see if there were any last-minute cancellations or some tables that became available. Maybe they've added staff for a particular reason. So keep trying back if you really want to go there. But I'm with you. Try something new. I think that that's um, one of the things, especially a place like Whispering Canyon, because it really can be dinner and a show with the way that the servers interact with the guests. So I, I think it's worth going to see. Or breakfast in a show. And the food's awesome. Meal in a show. And I, listen, I, you can't go wrong with either one of those places. All right, so Sean Vinton from Auburn, Maine, says, Lou, I'm a big fan. Listen, weekly, will I run on the treadmill at the gym? What are these gyms and treadmills that people keep talking about? I thought they were myths, like like pixie dust. Myth, myth, yes. Um, I just listened. You have no idea what I said. I had no myth, idea. myth, yes. 
No, no yeah. idea. To those of you who are listening, just tweet me if you get that reference. Wow. At Lumangelo. Anyway, I just listened and enjoyed your Rose and Crown podcast. <laughs> if you had one table service meal at Epcot with a family, kids aged 3, 6, 8, and 10, where would you go? Becky's say, saying hopefully somewhere not around Becky. She's not a big fan wow. of kids. We've been to Coral Reef and Akershus. So Thank you for your time and excellent shows. Sean Vincent, Auburn, Maine. All right. So one table service restaurant mm-hmm. with kids in Epcot. My my mind, my heart, my stomach, the first place they went to was Teppanetto. Because you're talking about dinner and a show. I think the kids, you know, they, they range from 3 to 10. I think it's a, it's a pretty broad spectrum of ages, but they'll all get something really fun out of it. Even if you've been to hibachi or a Teppan-style meal before, I think the food is great there. It's a fun, lively environment. Um, it, it's perfect for kids. You can all have fun. You can all be loud. Um, you know, depending on how sort of creative and festive and sometimes in some people's minds daring you want to say, you could even head on over to some place like Restaurant Marrakesh where you get a little bit of a dinner and a show there too. <laughs> this is Now, maybe for, for a three-year-old, they might not enjoy it as much. Um, th- listen, think outside the box, okay. Becky Mankin. I know. I know. I know. Becky, is a, you're, very, you're very confined in your... Go ahead. Where, where would you say? You, you know what I hate most? When you when take I'm right. my idea. When, I'm right. when you take my... When you, Teppanito is the one that I went immediately to because of the size of the party, for number one. So it's going to be easy to accommodate that size of party. And it's, it is dinner and a show. So, yeah. Mar- See, Marrakesh, when you said that, I, uh, I'm... You're scared. You're afraid. You're afraid of Marrakesh. No, I've been there, and it's been a long time. It's just probably been five years since I've been there. But uh, it's not for me. It's the, there are people who, who like and enjoy those types of, of spices and flavors. My husband would dig it, totally. It's not something that I personally enjoy. But it's, it's, there's something for everybody out there, and Marrakesh is one of them. Well, you know, I like Marrakesh. Cool. Coral Reef is kind of cool. With all the well, he said he's been to I thought of Coral Reef, so he said he's been to Coral yeah. Reef. And again, I'm trying to sort of expand their all culinary yeah. and entertainment horizons. Sorry, I kind of missed that with all of the uh, the stuff going around us. But yeah, I, I'm or well, you do get to see Remy at oh, is he gone? I've learned something today. Every day, do you even go, you even go to Walt Disney World? What anymore? happened to him? He was. I wanted to see Remy. Oh, the squeal! Oh my gosh. <laughs> now, now we have to go. Does that mean now we actually have to go to Disneyland Paris someday? Because now I need to see Remy. Well, I think what we need to do because I do not think that you know we. Uh, I think other people might have another suggestion. Maybe there's some place else in Epcot that we're not even thinking of. Yeah. Because the other place was, you know, we thought Right World Showcase. Yeah, we did. We don't think of Garden Grill. And you know what? I have You've not never... been there in years. What? I haven't been there. Are you ready for this? I have not been to Garden Grill since my first anniversary, the last time that my husband and I were here for our anniversary. That's how long it's been. You need to, I need to answer Becky. We, we need, need to, to go to, to Garden so, Add it to the list. what I would love to do is I would love to hear from you, the listener, because you guys probably have some great ideas that we haven't thought of as well. Do me a favor. Come by www.radio.com. Click on this week's podcast. Go to the show notes. Leave your comment there. And I'll tell my buddy Sean Vincent to go and check your comments there. You can also tweet me at Lou Mangiello. Tell me, 
where would you go? Where would you recommend that Sean and his family of kids ages 3 to 10 go for dinner somewhere in Epcot? Uh, anywhere. And look, maybe even think outside the box. Think boardwalk. Think beach club, yacht club. Maybe sort of. Maybe he's willing to sort of take a little walk out there to um, tweet me, good. let me know, Facebook me, whatever it may be. And we'll all help Sean try and pick a place and maybe introduce Becky to yet another place that she's never been. And also, make sure you go and visit mousefantravel.com whether you're coming down to help introduce Becky to new culinary adventures here, Disneyland, the cruise line, Adventures by Disney, anywhere else you want to go on the entire planet, she and her team can help you out. And uh, if you have an email you want she and I to answer, email me, Lou, at www.radio.com. And I promise, if I haven't gotten to it yet, it is definitely uh, in the email box and on the way. And Becky, as always... Thank you for uh, for taking time out of your busy schedule to join me here at, at Disney's Hollywood Studio. Well, I got to say, this is really cool because I can actually see you in person. So thank you for having me back on the show to answer these wonderful questions in person. Maybe we should start doing these like video chats when, when we record. All right, these. calm down. Yeah. <laughs> I'm much taller in person than I sound on the radio. Huh? Is, is it? Oh, that's the illusion. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Great to be here, Lou. Let's do it again. I'm starving, by the way. Let's um, As if every show doesn't begin and end with food, I'm famished. <laughs> I was wondering there wasn't a lot of food in there for the It's time for our Walt Disney World Trivia Question of the Week, where I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World history or see how well you pay attention to the details and what you see and possibly even what you hear. Then you can answer for a chance to win a Disney prize package. Before we get to this week's question, let's go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So last week, your question was all about the Carousel of Progress, and I asked you to identify who was the narrator, who was the voice of the narrator in Carousel of Progress, and nearly a thousand of you entered, and all of you knew that it was Gene Shepard. Now, some of you may not be familiar with that name. He was a radio and TV personality, a writer, an actor. But most of you probably know him as the narrator and co-author of A Christmas Story from 1983, which was sort of a semi-autobiographical story of Gene Shepard's life. So, again, congratulations and thanks to all of you who entered you were playing for all six of my audio walking tours of the Magic Kingdom, a copy of my new book, 102 Ways to Save Money for and at Walt Disney World, and a signed copy of my Walt Disney World Trivia Book Volume 2. From all the correct entries, we randomly selected one, and last week's winner is Jerry Fox. So, Jerry, congratulations. If you played last week, though, and you didn't win, I appreciate you entering, but don't worry, because here's your next opportunity to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. So one of my favorite parks in Walt Disney World is Disney's Animal Kingdom. I love just taking my time and meandering and walking through the parks. And of course, I enjoy the food and the attractions as well. So let's go over to Dinoland USA, specifically to the dinosaur attraction. Now, you probably already know that the original name was Countdown to Extinction. You can find lots of references to CTX throughout the attraction. And when the name was changed, the logo was taken down, a new sign was there, some other subtle changes were here and there too. But originally, 
The dinosaur that was located at the exterior in the front of the attraction was not our good friend Aladar the Iguanodon from the dinosaur movie. So your question this week is simple. Tell me what type of dino was originally featured as the statue at the exterior of the Countdown to Extinction attraction. You have until Sunday, June 29th, to send your answer to contest at wdwradio.com. You are again playing for all six of my virtual audio walking tours of the park, 102 ways to save money for and at Walt Disney World, and I'm also going to give you a surprise item from one of my collections. I'm currently putting a lot of my Disney and Star Wars and geeky things from my past up on eBay to make some room in the house. You can find those by visiting wdwradio.com slash eBay. But this week, I'm going to give you a randomly selected item from my collection as part of the prize package. So good luck and have fun. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thanks so much for taking the time and tuning in this and every week. Again, quick thanks to all of you who've been rating and reviewing the show over on iTunes and everybody who's been going over to Amazon and rating and reviewing my new book, 102 Ways to Save Money for and at Walt Disney World. People like Alan Pepler who said, you may think you know it all, but Lou has covered even more ways to save some money. What a great book, definitely helpful for everyone well-organized and a great read. And Brian Walton said, this book is underpriced. I actually think Lou's giving away money with the book. His tips are worth way more than the cost of the book. And one tip is going to more than make up for the cost of it. Whether you're planning your first or your hundredth trip to Walt Disney World, you need the book. I've been hundreds of times. I'm a local, still found ways to save money. Lou really has done his research. Again, to find more and order the book in print or get it on your digital device, you can visit Disney102.com. Also, don't forget that in addition to this show, which again, I ask you to please go over and review and rate over on iTunes, visit us every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern over at www.radiolive.com. I do a live video broadcast about this week's Walt Disney World news, and you can participate by being in the text chat room. Then we stay, chat about just about anything at all. Again, that's Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern at www.radiolive.com. Also, I'm doing a bonus live broadcast this weekend, Saturday, June 28th. I'll be broadcasting live all day from the Pacific Northwest Mouse Meet from 1 to 8 p.m. Eastern. So we'll be broadcasting all day. There's Imagineers there like Tony Baxter. Don Hahn is going to be there. There's going to have contests, prizes, lots more. Looking forward to seeing you for a little while or join us for the whole day. Also, go to www.radio.com, check out our blog, videos, download the free WDW Radio app, or subscribe to our newsletter that has exclusive content, contests, offers, and opportunities that you won't find anywhere else. And again, that is free as well. Also, visit the events page, because as much as I love connecting with you on places like Twitter, where I'm at Lumangelo and Facebook.com slash Lumangelo, nothing beats a handshake and a hug. And that's why I do Meets of the Month every month in Walt Disney World. The next is going to be on Saturday, July 26th. Time and location to be determined. Check our events page for more. Don't forget, too, about our pre-cruise event in August. Look, even if you're not coming with us on the Disney Dream, you can join us for our special afternoon at the Atlantic Dance Hall. Join us for a live show, contests, and lunch. And you also get a free ticket to our private Illuminations dessert party that night. That event is almost sold out. Everybody and anybody is welcome, including the entire family. We have other events, too. Again, visit the events page over at wdwradio.com. 
Also, I'm going to be on the road other places throughout the rest of the year speaking about some non-Disney topics. Like I'll be in Dallas at Podcast Movement. I'll be heading out a few other places as well. To find out more about other places I'll be speaking and how you can book me for your conference, your business, or for your school, you can also visit loumangelo.com. Uh, if you want to be heard on the air, you can call 407-900-9391 with a question, a comment, or just a hello from the parks. Or if you want a question answered, you can also email me, lou at wdwradio.com. Thanks again, Becky Mankin from Mouse Fan Travel. She is my official and recommended travel provider. You can visit her over at mousefantravel.com. And to get a little more magic delivered to your door every other month, you can visit celebrationspress.com. Subscribe and order back issues there. Finally, and most importantly, my friends, and you are my friends, whether we have met yet or not, all I ask is that if you like the show, please help spread the word. Let others know about it. Tweet out that you're listening. Comment to me over there or on Facebook. Share your favorite episodes there as well. And please come by, rate and review the show over on iTunes. Very helpful and very much appreciated. And I do appreciate you because you allow me to do what I love each and every day to share my passion for Disney with you through the show and the videos and everything else that I'm able to do. And I want you to do what you love every single day as well. So decide what it is that you want, write it down, get pen and paper, write it down, make a plan and work on it every single day and don't ever quit and always have faith. Thank you again so very much. I hope you have a great weekend. So until next time, see ya. Hi, Lou. This is Rod from Miami. Uh, I was calling to tell you that I was listening to your podcast, as I always do, driving up to Walt Disney World with my wife. We drive up from Miami, and uh, we always, I always listen to them. But together, we listen to them on the drive up. And this particular time we're driving up, we put on the latest episode, and lo and behold, it was the episode about everything you need to know about Fort Wilderness. And we just so happened to be driving up to stay for the first time camping in a tent in Fort Wilderness, which served us perfectly because once we got there, we were able to take advantage of all the different information and things that we found out from the podcast. We were able to go to the Hoopty to Review. We were able to go to the pool. We were able to go on the lake, take the boat to Walt Disney World, go to Circle D Ranch, everything, absolutely everything. We almost didn't want to go to the parks because there was so much to do. And it was really thanks to the podcast. And it, it was great because it just so happened to be on that trip. So I really want to thank you and and say that I really appreciate all the work that you do. And one more thing, um, this happens to us all the time, those little magical moments at the park. This is almost like a side note. But uh, every time we go to the park, we always run into a cast member here and there that always treats us and goes out of their way to do something that's probably not – like something that you pay for, but it's a, it's a magical experience. We were at, uh, we walked into, to, uh, Main Street USA and they had some of the Streetmosphere characters, uh, running around. Uh, we had the fireman and the mayor and everybody. And there was this one character, I forgot his name, but he almost looked like, uh, like a journalist or, or, or something. And he was picking up a piece of trash on the, on the trap, on the floor with his pen. And he's, he's going up to my wife saying, excuse me, is this yours, ma'am? And, uh, and she was like, no, no, no. So I, I kind of helped him put it or throw it away, open the trash can for him. And he felt very appreciative of me doing that. And he gave me and my wife a free fast pass to go on any ride we wanted. And it was just 
something that he did out of the pureness of his heart and it was very nice. And on the same day, we were having lunch at Cinderella's castle and my wife's sandal breaks. I think she got a little Cinderella syndrome. And um, the manager saw that that happened and she wrote us a little a little note to get three sandals at the Emporium. I mean, those are just the little magical things that happen not in an attraction, not during a show, that happens interacting with the cast members. And that's something that I know you always uh, make a point to say that it's really what makes Walt Disney World are the people that work there. And I just wanted to uh, give a little shout-out to everybody that works at the parks and say thank you for everything you guys do. And thank you, Lou. Hello, Lou Mangello and WDW Radio Group. This is Darlene Nagy from West Seneca, New York. We are 345 days away from our Disney Wonder Alaskan Cruise vacation. I am so excited about it. It is now summer here in West Seneca, New York. Today is June 21st. It is a beautiful day. Um, I am totally excited for our Wonder trip. It will be amazing. I've heard glaciers are absolutely breathtaking. So be ready for a fabulous cruise. Thanks again, Lou and Becky, for planning this vacation for us. Talk to you real soon. Have a magical day. You've got a friend.